A very warm welcome to all my listeners. This is Veronica and I am your host for Insider's Talk. On Insider's Talk, you will get to hear stories from entrepreneurs, how their journey started, how they ended up doing their ventures, how they uh, helped their ventures to grow and scale over a period of time, how was their employment process and what they think about the employment trends that are happening nowadays in the startup industry and also a few tips and tricks that they are sharing based on their personal learnings with the entrepreneur. So this insider's talk will give you an insight on their mindset, will give you an insight on their ventures and hopefully is going to inspire many aspiring entrepreneurs there. If you are stuck, if you want to hear stories where people have scaled and grown, if you want to hear stories where people have found solutions that is helping the society, if you want to hear stories where people have identified the gaps and are trying to fill them in their respective sectors of interest, then Insider Stock is the place to be. I am more than happy to have you here with me and let's dive in for our interview. I have with me co-founders and directors of Transurf, a fast-growing location intelligence company, Mr. Ashwini Rawat and Mr. Amarsh Chaturvedi. Welcome to my podcast and thank you for being a part of my show. So uh, let's start with our first segment. I want our listeners to know more about Ashwini and Amarsh because I do believe that when you go on, on to an entrepreneur journey, there is always a story behind it. And that story is what I want my listeners to hear. So if both of you can share with our listeners your educational background and your professional background before Transurf was born. Uh, so I'll start first, uh, Veronica, and this is Ashwani. And uh, thank you for inviting us to your show. Uh, and it is fantastic to be part of this conversation. Um, so back in Lucknow, I, came, I come from a family with traditional and uh, humble uh, background. And after graduating from IIT Kanpur, I worked for a company called Trimble Navigation, uh, who were the largest manufacturer of uh, GPS uh, systems. Uh, and uh, they were also one of the leader in geospatial market uh, before we co-founded our transfer. Uh, there I developed expertise in global navigation, satellite system and uh, processing and worked across uh, various sectors like cadastral construction, monitoring of structures and geodesy in particular. Uh, the journey has been uh, really wonderful and uh, while I was working with Trimble, we both realized and we used to discuss among each other the challenges and the advancement in technology that were taking place. Uh, and we could clearly uh, saw at that point of time that uh, this cloud computing will going to become a next big thing uh, in years to come. Uh, though it happened a little slow uh, with our, uh, uh, as compared to our expectation, uh, but uh, we uh, were more hopeful that it was going to happen much sooner. Uh, and similarly, the geospatial industry was uh, on the was demanding more of a computational uh, power. Uh, we thought that cloud will going to address that uh, problem of uh, availability of computing uh, to geospatial industry. And that's how this idea of bringing this entire platform on a cloud came to our mind. So I'll now hand over to Ambash. Yeah, Veronica. So uh, basically, uh, I also studied at uh, IIT Kanpur alongside uh, uh, Ashwini and uh, the idea to start Transurf uh, actually uh, was sown in our heads when we were still studying. 
so uh, uh, this idea basically came in because of the fact that you know there were a lot of uh, uh, you know solutions which existed in the market but they were all discrete requiring people to be specialists at what they do and uh, you know there was no solution that could help uh, users leverage the power of uh, location technology in general and that's where we saw an opportunity to start oh that's lovely uh, i believe that both of you are friends right so um, i would really uh, would like to know who had this idea of becoming an entrepreneur first is it, is it something that you both discussed and then went ahead with or there was just one person who first went ahead and then later somebody joined in kind of a thing so typically in a startup usually the idea is triggered by someone who dons the hat of a being a visionary and in our case ashwini has been uh, that guy right from the beginning so he always had various ideas that uh, he would want to pursue some were really wild when we were uh, you know students some were viable some were workable etc but he is the idea guy and i am more of a uh, roll up your sleeve and uh, execute kind of guy so uh, this this is the kind of mix that we have always had as a founding team and hence we've like uh, you know typically the ideas came in to ashwini and then i was the one who uh, you know believed in those ideas who trusted in them and then rolled up my sleeves to execute wow so i guess compatibility is one thing that is really working over here in the yeah. way uh, you guys are working so i i believe that you know you have a previous you had previous kind of a professional uh, experience as well when it came uh, to geospatial technology but is there any specific mentorship or a go to person that you really followed in the early days of your uh, venture uh without a doubt peradika uh, when we needed help we turned to our uh, instructors at iit kanpur uh, we worked with them we published uh, research papers in geospatial industry with them uh, and uh, also not just uh, you know instructed at iit kanpur but many industry professionals who became our friend uh, were also our mentors and our go to guys in case of any confusion or for our understanding of the market and uh, and of course uh, many of our first clients also became our mentors uh, and then we learn a lot from them we learn uh, what the problem or challenges they face in their day to day business uh, we also had a lot of uh, aid from our existing investors uh, whenever we needed help uh, from them uh, alumni groups might also be useful at times and in our early days uh, we realized that uh, you just have to ask Uh, for help and the word will come to your aid that's true that's quite powerful actually the word asking which many people nowadays don't take it into i think more serious level because they believe asking means that probably we don't have the knowledge and feel inferior at times but mm-hmm. yes asking i believe makes you reach the right destination at the end of the day so um once you develop the product i'm sure every every product needs needs a customer base so how is it how did you generate the buzz what was the strategy that you used to generate the buzz around your product uh, so uh, my former uh, engagement with uh, my previous employer trimble navigation helped me a lot to get the traction with uh, some of our early adopters uh, and amash was the guy who was developing the solution and i was the person who was taking the solution to the market to the clients potential clients so the references that i developed in the industry uh, while working with trimble uh, 
uh, helped me a lot. Uh, we went through an organic growth phase uh, initially, and we were able to uh, get more consumers. And thanks to the word of mouth from the first few uh, early adopters, and it continued for some time. Uh, thereafter, uh, our performance became uh, one of our best sales strategy. Uh, we always believe on giving the best product uh, to our customers, and uh, that's how we can create stickiness with them and the word of mouth. Uh, helped us to gain more customers uh, thereafter. Wow, that's lovely. That's lovely. So, um, if both of you can just share with our listeners, you know, your first aha moment with Transfer. Sure, Veronica. So, uh, these were our early days when we won uh, the Economic Times Power of Ideas competition, uh, and it was essentially our first aha moment. This. Uh, achievement actually put us in the company of some of the brightest minds and peers in the world right at the cutting edge of innovation it was the first time our company strategy actually had been uh, validated and we received national recognition and it was a huge boost in our early days but believe me there have been many more aha moments uh, after that as well that's true i i truly believe there would be but then the first one is always special right when when you get your first moment when you start something big so true. uh that's that's a beautiful thing to hear so let's move on to our next segment where we will talk about your baby transserve so if you can uh, share with our listeners uh, you know a little bit about the company its specializations and the different services it has to offer sure veronica uh, Transurf uh, is a platform for location intelligence. Simply put, we give decision makers access to proprietary location data sets and algorithms so that they can make better uh, business decisions. So, for example, you are intending to open a new cloud kitchen in Bangalore and you would like to gain a bit better understanding of your catchment region in order to provide appropriate menu alternatives our platform can assist you in that. So where exactly, what do you need to offer, where and how is the question that the platform tries to answer for you. Location is, is the key word here. And, and adding to Amarsh, uh, so the, the entire technology that we have built uh, comes enriched with a lot of data because data is something which uh, people always struggle with uh, uh, and arranging the data and putting it into a right format. So what we did, we curated a lot of data. We provided a technology which is very, very intuitive and which guides you to uh, uh, utilize or consume the right data set for your decision making. It's something which has added more power to the entire system. So users just have to log in. They just have to uh, you know, choose their problem areas and the rest of the things the system will guide you. So, um, like you said, it is basically based on location, right? So, how is this technology being leveraged by the businesses in India to deliver customized solutions? Uh, in many ways, actually. So, our offering is really broad in nature because location technology as such is sector agnostic. Users can use location data and tools to consume the output immediately in the form of APIs or uh, business dashboards without the requirement for active customization or scripting. Uh, and I'll give you an illustration. Uh, so consider a, a real estate investor, for example, who is interested in uh, luxury apartment development. And if they need to determine, let's say, which property parcel to acquire or to develop, they will have to uh, 
uh, examine uh, a number of factors. Uh, for example, they need to uh, find out the locations of their target clients, uh, where they will go and market uh, their product. And once they have chosen that place, uh, then they have to make the right, uh, you know, they have to put in the right uh, digital collateral uh, to attract uh, the people probably on a, a more appropriate highway or probably uh, on a location where people can afford their product. So these are the two of the transfers most typical uh, application. Uh, first of all, where and uh, second is when. Uh, but as I previously stated, each industry has its own set of issues and uh, approaches uh, to utilize uh, transfer solution. So in as of now, we are uh, trying to identify many more use cases in different sectors uh, as well, uh, not just the real estate or, uh, or for a retail, uh, but the product ha has utility in almost 13 sectors and we have identified a number of problems in each sector. Uh, which the product will uh, going to uh, offer to the customers. Oh, wow, that's 13 sectors is a huge market, I believe. So now uh, I truly believe that every everyone who would need your product is not really a tech savvy person. Mm -hmm. So how easy or, you know, um, it is for a non techie guy to, you know, uh, adapt to your product. Uh, so that has always been a challenge and uh, and uh, fortunately, we have uh, cracked that problem too. So consider an example of uh, Uber app. Now the Uber app is a very complex app. Uh, if you see in the background, a lot of computation goes on uh, because the system has to find out the nearest cab, find out which cab uh, is uh, empty, which can come and service you, uh, and then how much time it takes you to reach your destination and things like that. Uh, so it, it has a lot of complex operations which goes behind, but the interface of the entire application is very, very intuitive. Once you download the any app, not just Uber, but any other app, you don't have to take training from anyone. It's so intuitive and it's uh, easy to operate. So we followed the same concept while designing this platform. And our idea since inception was to take this geospatial technologies to the masses. Uh, because uh, that was also the inception of uh, a smartphone industry uh, when we began. And we always wanted to take this technology to the edge computing devices, that is your smartphones. Uh, so we developed the entire uh, user experience and the user interface in such a way that a non-techie person should be able to use the technology very, very effectively. And that also gave us inspiration to provide uh, curated data to the platform too, because a common non-techie person would not be able to arrange the data. Uh, so we thought that let us provide them the data, let us provide them the easy to use interface and uh, let us define the problem statements also for them. So they just have to pick their location and then the area and the rest of the thing system will take care of it. Now, moving on, when this AI became the buzzword in the market, we are working on a technology called GeoAI, which would even enable you to select the right data sets automatically and which will even uh, give you options uh, when, it take, when the system will take, you, uh, take the decisions and will give you options that which decision would be more beneficial for you. It will give you a number of options and you can decide based on uh, uh, 
your uh, sort of a, uh, your own capability uh, uh, the system will help you to take the right choice okay that's so uh, so what i understand is you have already predefined uh, data sets in the system which the person who wants to use this technology or product has to select from to resolve their problem uh, yes and we are enriching that data set uh, on a daily basis so for mm-hmm. example uh, now this smartphone uh, has penetrated uh, into masses uh, and they are available everywhere they have become ubiquitous uh, so and each smartphone has miniaturized version of uh, small gadgets like gps uh then motion sensors and then accelerometers and things like that and uh, there are data aggregators who are collecting the anonymized mobile location data uh and then they are uh, they have become the data providers so we are also utilizing such uh, human mobility data which is gained from uh these mobile uh, users across the globe and it's in the anonymized uh, format it's gdpr compliant and providing it to our users so based on the location of the ma- based on the movement of the masses uh, the system would uh, help our users to take decisions so this is just a new addition into our uh, data library but we are adding more and more data we are partnering with many companies who are generating uh, business data for example mastercard is generating a lot of data then there are uh, data providers who are uh, in business of collecting and then curating data so we are uh, having uh, a discussion with them as uh, well to provide their data onto our platform and then our platform will select the right stream and uh, help our users to uh, arrive at effective decision oh that's lovely that's that's good to hear so uh, with with so much of things going on i'm pretty sure that you know you would you would need investors or some kind so do you have any kind of a funding plans for the company or currently that somebody is investing in your company yes yeah, so we already have uh, two investors uh, big investors on board one is omedia network and second one is tara india fund uh, apart from that there are two small investors uh, ciie uh, which is uh, i am ahmedabad uh, based company section 25 company and then other one is siba which is incubation center in goa uh, up, but we are definitely looking for a larger funding round uh, to grow our operations and uh, if you see in past few years transav has experienced tremendous development and has worked with number of significant customers along the way Uh, we have arrived at a point in our development where we have the ideal balance of offering and the clients uh we now require a boost in order to carpet bomb our platform over a larger market not just in india but uh, in other geographies too so we intend to raise uh, almost like 20 million dollar of uh, round us dollar uh, of round for this reason oh, wow that's great so how are you planning to utilize these funds for your expansion and growth in terms of revenue uh so the first strategy is to use the capital to fuel our sales process by adding the correct mix of people to our team uh we would definitely need sales professionals who are not just well versed in uh selling technology products but also uh you know uh, bring in more efficient b2b saas kind of sales processes to the system additionally we are also not complacent with whatever we have developed so far we always have this huge wish list of new features and capabilities that we have 
thought for our product uh, for the time to come so a portion of the fundraise will also be intended to enrich the platform with more capabilities uh, in addition to that creating high resolution data which is uh, you know both spatially as well as temporally uh, available for our users to use at a large scale is one of the key objectives of the fundraise uh, plan as well so um with with all the growth that you are seeing right now so how do you see the future of transfer uh, in uh, you know in in the years to come yeah so uh, if you see the market uh, location intelligence market uh, globally in uh, say 2020 it was upward of uh, uh, 12 billion dollar uh, uh, globally uh and in next 6 uh, or 7 years uh, probably by 2027 the revenue of the entire industry is expected to reach uh, above uh, us dollar 35 billion uh, so it's a fantastic industry to work in and with this kind of a growth our transfer is well positioned at the moment and we are assuming or we are hoping for almost like 5 to 6x growth every year on year from now on so that's what uh, our estimate of uh, growth and the market is and there has been various reports uh, which has uh, indicated the number in the same uh, bracket uh, of uh, 30 to 35 billion dollar in next 6 to 7 years uh, so we uh, believe that we are well placed uh, and we are in the right geography uh, because india has recently opened up their geospatial policy where the data uh, with Uh, of india the geospatial data of india can be put on cloud and can be shared with the private industry also so that will even add more uh, prospects uh, to transfer that is true i i totally agree with that now coming with the new prospects and the growths that transfer is going to experience in the coming years we go on to our next segment that is employment because every growth means hiring opportunities for different people who are looking to work with the companies like transurf so my first question is like do you see any shift in terms of how people are getting hired in the industry so uh, much like transurf most of the startups are always on the lookout to hire great engineering talent and that is really hard to find uh, in our country uh so if you look at technology industry per se we have seen a major transition from uh you know uh, uh, a large it services based uh, country to now a product based country though the dna of the uh, it industry uh, was um, actually built from that services projects based mindset uh the product mindset has crept in only uh of late i mean that that is something new to the uh, industry in general and that's where we see the major gap uh so to uh, attract ta- talent which is typically uh you know coming in from this domain with pro- product mindset uh bringing in great engineering talent with uh, with it is basically one of the key challenges people who are well versed in the latest latest technology stacks are typically high in demand and that that is across the board so if you look at tech hiring jobs you would see most of the back end development uh, uh, roles pointing out to some specific 
skill sets with some specific experience uh, being asked for and this is across the country if you look at any startup they are typically hiring from the same pool of uh, skill sets uh, back end development data sciences machine learning based operations are some of the trendiest skill sets right now which are sort of sort after so now uh, when you're hiring new employee into uh, transserve so what is the first thing or the main three things that you focus on uh, during uh, the interview process so uh, we have had uh, our share of experiences uh, when it comes to hiring at transserve we have had we have actually made multiple hires over time uh, but what we believe in uh, at transserve is having the proper mindset is one of the key or crucial elements uh, when it comes to hiring and this is something that we uh, place a lot of uh, focus on we are not too much focused on education per se but some of the positions do require a, a bit of prior experience because you know you need people who can actually uh, handle server better for example you uh, you cannot have a devops person who has not dealt with server side applications uh, in the past this is just one example that i'm i'm telling you but for our engineering positions we have hired from uh, the most prestigious universities in the country as well as from the non traditional colleges we have within transserve we have also groomed a lot of talent we have seen people coming from non engineering education backgrounds but doing fantastic back end engineering coding because th- this is something that they picked up uh, as a matter of uh, expertise within transserve and we uh internally uh, opened all the doors for such people for such talented people who wanted to switch from one role to another that is great so basically you are also supporting uh, your employees to grow within the company based on their interest even though they might not have the right education background for that particular role so uh, that is great to hear so at what team size did you start and what are you at current this is what i want our listeners to know and also at the same time during this entire process of expanding your team what are the main challenges that you faced in terms of hiring okay, so within the first month of our existence uh, we hired our uh, first employee and hiring is usually a difficult task when you are just a newborn baby uh, or a new startup altogether uh, so we have made our fair share of uh, blunders uh here and on many occasions uh, cultural fit is one of the primary factors that you have to see because working in a small company we just started in one room of the house people uh, normally take them very very lightly uh so you as a founders we have to really work hard and develop that relationship with our uh, employees and then encourage them motivate them set examples for them uh so that takes too much of energy uh, initially to begin with and finding extremely committed people who believe in your vision and will stick to with you through the tough time is one of the most difficult challenge that uh, any founder confront in, in his or her lifetime uh, however every mistake teaches you something uh, we always had uh, the rule that we won't let mistakes cost us too much money uh, this has also crept into our employment practices and uh, sometimes the you know you uh, are also afraid when the key employees uh, decide to leave the organization uh, 
but in such time you have to maintain that courage you have to maintain that leadership and you have to let them go also uh because we both are of philosophy that uh, good goes better comes and uh, and it's a continuous process uh, and it's a churning which happens on a daily basis and uh, we were lucky in a way that every year uh, our average talented uh, average talent of the company went up uh, probably because of the same philosophy and we were always on the hunt uh, since beginning uh, so we began with one employee in our first month of inception uh, and now we have a team of over 80 people uh, working for us um, most of them are on our roles and some of them are on outsourced uh, based business model uh, so overall uh, 80 plus people are working for us at the moment wow from 1 to 80 it's quite a inspiring journey so i believe uh, you are headquartered at panjim goa right so are all these uh, people that you've hired they are in panjim or uh, you are working across uh, india uh, so almost 40% of our team is based out of uh, goa and some of them have shifted from different cities uh, at a later stage uh, because they basically they saw us that how we how efficient we became when we shifted to goa so initially transfer was founded in delhi and later we decided to shift our operations and headquarters to goa uh and goa has already uh, always been uh, an attraction for hiring uh, great talent uh so so almost like 40% uh, of the team including the entire leadership uh, team is based out of goa uh, but when this covid hit it gave us uh, uh, you know lot of strength uh, to hire uh, uh, talent in other cities also now we have uh, people working in almost like seven to eight cities uh, we have office in bhubneswar we have a team working from home in delhi we have team in hyderabad we have team in bangalore jaipur uh, so even small towns also uh, so right now this entire uh, team is spreaded across uh, uh, india at the moment so how are you managing uh, your internal uh, uh, affairs uh, with with the employees and how are you keeping their morale up because i i truly believe right now you know initially it started with a lot of uh, uh, hype that you know at last we get to work from home especially in india where you know work from home was not something of a luxury given to most of the employees but over the period of time it has slowly become become like a more of an isolation because you are just yourself sitting on the desk and working so how are you uh, you know keeping the morale of your employees up uh well in such a situation the role of leadership comes into play uh, and a leader plays a big role and the leaders of the organization has to stretch themselves uh, and to remain in touch with each and every employee or at least with maximum of your uh, uh, employees you have to get in touch with them you have to talk to them you have to understand their issues uh and you know everyone has their own personal or professional challenges uh you know working from a home is not easy uh because somebody would have a small house someone would have a large house someone will have internet issues someone would have electricity issues uh so uh, as as founders or as leaders in the organization we have tried to address all those issues and those frustration uh, uh with each one of our employee 
Uh, and uh, since we are not that large, uh, we just have 80 people. So it's easy to connect with every one of them at least uh, twice or thrice in a month. Uh, so that exercise of calling those uh, employees and talking to them has kept their morale really high. And uh, some of the people came up with a very unique and genuine problems. And we sat down, we understood their problem and we gave them uh, sort of a uh, you know, personal help also at times uh, to overcome their challenges. Uh, that created a lot of trust uh, from the employee side in the company. So we as founders have really stretched ourselves and literally uh, saw after a few months of this lockdown uh, that most of the, our employees have developed a very special kind of relationship with us. Uh, it has become uh, uh, sort of a very friendly relationship and then uh, some of them have worked really uh, in a fantastic way uh, they have developed the sense of ownership uh, of the work uh, now something is not happening from the other team you know they'll just start jumping uh, uh, and then they know that how to escalate things and they know then how to get things done so that's uh, ownership has given a lot of strength to transfer in this difficult time and uh, people uh, also have uh, realized that if we could survive through this difficult time, then this company can do uh, much better. Uh, and I always tell people that, see, this is a difficult phase and we have uh, an India being at the uh, gate of uh, a great economic era, which is about to come. So if we can sustain this uh, tough time, we would definitely grow much faster. So I think that vision has everyone has seen in the company now. Oh, that's that's actually true because uh, I've spoken with people and I think now because of this pandemic, the communication channels have opened up. So that has probably built built the trust and the loyalty even more towards the company, helping the company to strive in these difficult times. So let's uh, get on with our last segment and uh, go a little lighter and. Uh, have some uh, generic discussion about, you know, um, what is your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur? Uh, well, the sense of creation, I think, is the biggest achievement, uh, as well as uh, my best feeling of being an entrepreneur is concerned. Uh, when you create something, you get different kind of a feeling. Uh, it's not about uh, making money or uh, becoming rich. It's always about creating something which others would like in future or others would uh, inspire to take it even to a further height. So that gives me a lot of thrill and not just me, but uh, both of us, a uh, lot of thrill. Uh, when I reflect on this period of my life, uh, I realize that uh, with just a little bit of hard effort and vision, you can create something totally valuable uh, just out of thin air. Uh, and we both since uh, come from a humble background and we have created things uh, out of thin air only. Uh, we are always excited uh, to take new challenges. So uh, this is what has been our favorite aspect of uh, being an entrepreneur so far. That's great. So is there any kind of a myth you would like to uh, bust for, uh, for being an entrepreneur? Uh, well, yes, uh, there are uh, not just uh, one, but there are many myths, but I'll just uh, focus on uh, one in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, 
people believe that failure is a bad thing uh while through this communication channel i would like to tell everyone that failure is just a stepping stone uh no matter how many times you fail uh, being an entrepreneur uh, that does not decide how good or bad you are in your technology in your solution or in your business or in your business acumen uh failure gives you a uh, strength failures give you uh, learning failure give you uh, you know a motivation to do things differently so one myth that uh, most of the people in the in in, in that uh, industry or in that working age group has is that people in business or startups fail uh, most of the time or 9 out of 10 startups would fail uh that is actually a myth uh if you believe that you will fail then you will definitely fail uh nothing happened by chance uh we are here because we decided something in past and we are aspiring for a bright future so if you aspire for bright future then you there are no chances of failure and uh, this is one of the biggest myth that i see uh, uh which i want to really break uh in entrepreneurs uh, world uh i'd also like to add here uh one of the biggest myths that i have also seen is that people find problems uh scary at times or they get really uh you know this is they, they get this feeling that this is a problem that probably i cannot solve like for example uh you know uh, a techie trying to get scared of you know marketing the product or uh, a sales and marketing guy trying to help the tech team solve a tech problem but what i have always seen is that if you just roll up your sleeves and uh, you know go deep into the problem uh, you can solve any problem uh, that comes your way i have like personally i have seen uh, you know uh, i i have been trained uh, from an education perspective on geoinformatics but now uh, you know i have been i have handled problems at server level at machine learning ai devops all all sorts of crazy problems that have come uh, my way and uh, of course augmented by my team's efforts uh, we were able to you know crack most of these problems uh, easily so that is another myth that i would like to bust mm-hmm. and and normally i've seen you know there's lot of um, people who want to get into entrepreneurship with a mind that they will become stars overnight so I, i i also like you know feel that sometimes impatience is one of the keys where uh, their solutions is not working because one failure and they feel that this is not going to happen absolutely that's so true yeah i agree veronica and but one more problem that we see uh, these days is like you know uh, instead of running after value creation people typically tend to run after valuation numbers right. that is one of the key uh, problems uh, in the ecosystem that have come in and it is typically uh, more profound when uh, you know we see some of the younger founders looking at some some of these crazy billion dollar unicorn kind of numbers but uh, at the end of the day not every business is alike uh, you know you uh, every business has its own way of uh, growing you cannot compare a flipkart model with uh, you know a post uh, postman model so these are two very different businesses two different very different problems that they are trying to solve and mm-hmm. hence the valuations will also vary uh, 
what matters at the end is what kind of value are you creating for your customer and uh, also you know for your team within that uh, uh, actually is something that that should take you forward very true very true to that so let's get on with something like you love to do other than transfer because i agree that transfer would be your passion uh, but is there anything else that you love to do in your free time well there are lot of things uh, at least i do in my free time uh, uh, so i do photography uh, i try to capture as many birds as i can in my camera uh, and uh, i have become health freak and thanks to this lovely environment here uh, and i i'm a marathon runner uh, and i developed that uh, strength and endurance over past few years so these are two of my passion apart from painting sometimes uh, but not a regular painter uh, so these are a few things that i do in my free time and that helps me to rejuvenate and get inspiration uh, to focus more on the innovation uh, side as well a lot of creativity there <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> but that gives you uh, a fire uh, that gives you Uh, to think about uh, right. something new which has not been created and which has not been done so especially when i paint i always try to think of something which has never been painted uh, uh-huh. so those uh, things keeps me alive uh, and i always try to replicate same thing within transfer too so while while you are pursuing your hobbies do you in the middle even get some unique ideas for transfer as well of course uh, of course and then uh, so i'll share an experience with you i was uh, doing some photography and i found some very nice plants i called up one of my senior colleague and i said uh, we do not have plants in our office <laughs> so let's go and buy some beautiful pots and plants and uh, believe me all three of us uh, uh, amarsh myself and uh, my senior colleague ashish raj we went to uh, nursery and then we bought a lot of plants pots and we planted them on our own in our entire office made it green beautiful so such things comes uh, keep coming into our head uh, but not just on the uh, uh, you know office part but also in the product or innovation level also we keep uh, you know our eyes ears minds open we all of us make notes and uh, keep sharing those ideas and some of those ideas have come up uh, while just pursuing our hobby only and that has become uh, now sort of a unique feature of transfer solution lovely anything more to add over here <laughs> or is it the creativity part is handled by him only mostly by ashwini yes but yeah i have been getting ideas about uh, you know working on the product management side of things you know helping my junior colleagues groom uh, in product management and that is something that i have been learning myself uh, you know listening to the right kind of right mix of podcasts uh, reading like right kind of content that has given me a lot of uh, you know ideas that uh, i have taken personally help from and also trying to help my junior colleagues okay so since you are reading and listening to podcasts so anything you would like to suggest to our listeners that they should read or hear 
uh yeah actually so these days i have been uh, uh, listening a lot about economics and uh, npr's podcast typically is, uh, uh, is something that i really enjoy planet money uh, is really good freakonomics is something that i really uh, enjoy listening to that also gives me a lot of new ideas and new uh, you know thoughts to pursue Uh, see as a founder you are not only responsible for your company's growth you are also responsible for the professional growth of your junior colleagues yeah. uh, you are that guiding light which typically your junior colleagues would look uh, up to and you know uh, listening to these podcasts typically help you broaden your horizon uh, you know reading hbr case studies or you know uh, some of some of these you know uh, really good content that is out there uh, on internet really helps you uh, broaden your horizon and thereby helping your junior colleagues uh, you know move forward in their careers as well no very true you need because see once once you once you create a business it, it's not just about creation it's about later scaling as well so you need to upskill yourself depending upon you know what's in the market and how the market is changing and evolve accordingly to sustain in the Uh, in the industry i believe correct lovely so the last question that i would really want to ask both of you any three skills or any three advices that you would like to give to our aspiring entrepreneurs uh well uh, i would say as an entrepreneur you uh, would see yourself donning many hats uh, people management comes in with time and uh, you know startup is the best business school i will teach you a lot uh, but if you are starting up in tech space uh, get yourself acquainted with the uh, basics of uh, cloud technology tech stacks product management and things like that and there are plenty of material available on internet so i would say that to aspiring entrepreneurs that this is a era where digital content uh is is so easily available uh and it was not there uh, almost 10 years back or 15 years back that that they should try to learn as much as possible uh before they enter into uh, you know starting a new venture so that's the advice i would give from my side yeah one of the biggest takeaways that i would want to uh, share with all the techies out there is that don't just get immersed in in technology uh if you are trying to become an entrepreneur learn a bit of sales also that is a very important skill uh as a cto or a tech person uh even if you are a tech co-founder please join your co-founders in sales meetings uh, your customers teach you a lot there is a lot of validation that happens in those sales calls uh you at many a times i have seen myself you know being in a position where you know i had to handle customer calls myself and the kind of confidence that i got because uh, i participated in some of the meetings with my co-founders who were handling uh, uh, or my tech colleagues who were handling sales process uh, actually helped me sail through that and of course tech is on your side so you are a techie that is uh, an added advantage you you should learn uh, a bit of uh, sales too that is very important and one last thing that i would like to add uh, is uh, my sincere advice to all entrepreneurs is face your fears don't be afraid of them everyone has their fears everyone is afraid of something or other but at some other point in life uh, we have to face them 
sooner the better. So let's not be afraid uh, and let's face them. Lovely. So on that note, I would really thank you, Ashwini and Amash, for being a part of my show, Insiders Talk, and uh, giving us such valuable insights on Transserve as well as your journey. I, it, it was quite a learning uh, for me, at least, talking to you. Thank you. Thank you, Veronica. Thanks, Veronica. It was such a pleasure being here. So that's all from me today. I hope you enjoyed the interview and had some valuable lessons to take in with you and the stories inspired you and you found it interesting. I would be coming with more new stories in the coming week. Every week, every Monday, you will get to hear from me from a new entrepreneur, their stories about their brands, about their insights on employment and few tips and tricks to get into entrepreneurship. Stay tuned. Stay safe and enjoy your life.